And welcome into the roundtable. Bill Priestley here with you alongside Tony Mulvey. We're going to talk a little bit about Flexport. And joining us on the phone, we've got Rachel Premack here as well, talking about this interesting situation that has developed over the past couple of days or so. Obviously, Dave Clark dismissed, uh, depending on how and what you read into that, how, he, but nevertheless, he leaves the company. And uh, Rachel, uh, obviously, you've been covering this story for us now. Um, it appears now that it looks like a firing dressed as a resignation. I don't know if Rachel can hear us at this point. Rachel, are you there? I don't think so. Well, Tony, it looks like this was essentially a firing that looked like a resignation. Yeah, it's it's tough, right? I mean, you're taking, in this situation, right, you bring in someone experienced running a massive company, running the consumer worldwide for Amazon, right? One of mm -hmm. the largest companies in the world. You bring them into Flexport, which was a rapidly growing startup. They are two very distinct businesses, right? I mean, very different how you operate, how you day-to-day decision-making, things like that. Then you also have to remember, it's not like raising money for a company like Amazon is a lot easier to go out into the public market to do versus raising VC money. And at some point, and right now, given the economic situation, that VC money has largely dried up and I say that with the caveat of they're focused, the money is still out there, but it's not as easy to get as it once was. It's more sure. expensive. You have to be focused on the profitability. And now current CEO, founder, Ryan Peterson, says it on Twitter, previous regime was not focused on profitability. And ultimately, that's where the focus needed to be on for the company. Really a disconnect there. Rachel, hopefully we have you here at, at this point. You've been covering this story. And... Uh, uh, and interesting uh, developments over the course of the last 18 hours or so. Yeah, so we uh, just saw a uh, just saw a tweet thread from Ryan Pearson now again now the CEO of Flexport and the founder of Flexport saying that he has actually had to rescind several offers that were extended from Flexport for some of these um, new solutions and initiatives that uh, Flexport was offering. Um, you know, it, it seems like Pearson's main focus at this point is to rein in some spending. That's something that um, sources told me was kind of one reason why um, Dave Clark ultimately uh, was fired from the company, fired by the board. Um, so it's, it's certainly an interesting and ongoing developing story. Yeah, definitely. It's taken some twists and turns here. And we've got those quotes or those, uh, those ex posts, as they are now referred to, I think now appear on the screen. Yeah. Um, we'll refer to those in, in, in just a second, especially the ones that came in in, re in response to that notice about um, rescinding those uh, offers there as well. Um, Tony, this doesn't look like this wasn't a train that was headed in the wrong direction. This seems like this was a train that was derailed and headed in the wrong direction. Yeah, it, it seems like you have to remember. I mean, you look at some of the acquisitions that that Flexport went and made, right? It it seemed like Dave Clark was focused on beefing up this deliver and, and I mean, through the Shopify logistics arm, right? And it just wasn't the core focus for Flexport. I mean, they are a global forwarder. That is, that is their focus. And it seemed like mm -hmm. that focus was, was lost in this transition. But it, I mean, part of that is, was Dave Clark a fit for this, right? His, his experience came from Amazon, right? It, that, 
consumer e-commerce brand, not this boom and bust freight cycle environment that he ultimately ended up in. And I think that's part of the reason is he wasn't used to these cycles that the freight market goes in, right? Freight's this commodity that is easily, I don't say easily traded, but they, it's a cyclical environment. Mm-hmm. This e-commerce cycle has been just on this massive growth arm that Amazon was the winner of. This is very, di- it's just two very different businesses that he was trying to bring his expertise to build that out. And it just wasn't what Flexport needed in the moment. Rachel, I'm throwing out a question here out of basically sheer speculation at this particular point, but it, it just seems like, and again, I'm not throwing shade at Flexport's board or Ryan Peterson in saying this, but mm-hmm. when they went after uh, Clark to get him in, maybe was this just thinking about grandiose ideas and the fact that you're coming from Amazon, obviously you've got you know, a great deal of, of uh, experience in trying to grow uh, a, a business and obviously had tremendous impacts on the logistics in there of Amazon there as well. Just maybe grandiose thinking and, and obviously in the end, not the right fit. It kind of seems like a lot of supply chain companies by the end of 21, beginning of 22, had this really, like you said, this sort of grandiose um, way of thinking. You know, they probably knew that the cycle was going to burst eventually, but they had made so much money in 2021, not just speaking of Flexport, but really basically any company that touches logistics or supply chain. Um, you know, these companies had so much money in, the, in, their, in their balance sheet, um, so much excess cash. It was kind of like, now what do we do? Like, we can do anything we want. Let's become an end-to-end uh, logistics provider. So uh, like Tony was saying, kind of moving away from just that core and going into, you know, other other types of offerings. And in my opinion, I think that's a solid idea. I think that's a solid uh, direction for Flexport to go in. Just the timing was terrible. You know, they they decided to expand the sort of surface transportation, warehousing, um, trucking, e-commerce, last mile type of capabilities, right as all of those services were just, demand for those services were collapsing. Um, so in my opinion, it kind of seems like a good idea, bad timing. And in addition, you know, with, with, you've, with Ryan Pearson and Dave Clark, you have two pretty, you know, strong personalities, big personalities, people who do want to be leaders and be in charge. I could certainly see some sort of, you know, clashing happening there as well. Let's move back to the, the, the quote graphic that we had up here earlier. And again, that was a quote that came out uh, about 45 <clears throat> minutes ago or so, the one on the left there. And then there was a series of responses that came after that. And the one on the top right, I want to talk to about at least a bit. And it was Rand Reichman who responded and said, was the board of directors sleeping at the wheel? This is in response to the fact mm-hmm. that Flexport has rescinded all of these, uh, all, all these uh, hiring announcements, at least that we're going to start perhaps even as early as Monday. Ryan Peterson responded, uh, now we were on it just trusting the growth plan, which hasn't come through. It's all good. I know how to grow this business, but it got to get costs in line first. And it seems like, Tony, as we talk about uh, communication between a CEO and the board, um, it seems like there wasn't much at all here. And when, when Ryan comes back in and says, I can grow this business. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, the, the job of a CEO is what is their responsibility? It's the shareholders. Who are those shareholders? Well, in a private company, it's your board of directors yeah. and, and ultimately who they represent. So you have to be able to have these conversations. I think 
I think it's perfect. It says we were trusting a growth plan. Plan. You see that, right? They they made investments into outside of their core business. It didn't come to impact. And then having to rescind these offers, right? It he, as Ryan put it out on Twitter, it's like we've been in a hiring freeze, and now we have two hundred offers out, or what was it, two hundred offers and like over a hundred job openings listed on. It's like why were we growing? when a period where we're trying to get cost in line because we know the market's so bad, your mm-hmm. margins start squeezing in this environment, that profitability that you are chasing gets harder. You have a balance sheet that's relatively strong, but if you're losing money every day, that cash does go away rather quickly. Yeah, Rachel, correct me if I'm wrong here, but Flexport had layoffs earlier on this year. Was that under Clark's uh, vision or was that Peterson before he took it, before he left? So when the layoffs happened, that was January of this year. By that point, Ryan and uh, Ryan Pearson and Dave Clark were co-CEOs, which is you know maybe not, not the structure that I would necessarily um, endorse. But you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a executive, so what do I know? But um, yeah, that was that Pearson was still at the helm at least as co-CEO when okay. those. Uh, I believe 720% of the company layoffs happened earlier this year. Okay, so Peterson right now actually tweeting in that uh, just after uh, that uh, announcement about the the rescinding of those offers has said he's trying to reach out and if you want to get in and see it, those people who have been qualified for positions are now obviously out of work with Flexport can also go in other directions. Rachel, as you look at this story going forward, how how closely do you want to follow Flexport in terms of how they manage this? uh, Hopefully it's not more than than a little bit of a, of a disruption, but obviously it could snowball into something else. Well, I, I mean, as Ryan uh, mentioned on Twitter or X, whatever you whatever you like to call it earlier this <laughs> week, they um, Flexport does actually have one billion dollars of cash available, so they're certainly not you know looking to. I don't think there's some sort of imminent collapse or bankruptcy. That's certainly uh, the question uh, at this point, but. Um, it seems like, you know, Pearson's pretty keen on managing costs at this point. I'm seeing that he's also advertising, you know, office space to sublease in San Francisco, LA, New York, Dallas, and apparently in other locations globally as well. Um, so it seems like they're really trying to uh, cut down on costs, get in touch with customers and, and discuss, you know, plans going forward. I would imagine this is not the greatest news in the world for those for those folks who joined in the last year for customers who signed in on the last year thinking oh my end-to-end provider is going to grow and grow and grow um that's certainly one thing that if i were a customer at flexport right now i'd be a little bit worried if that's what um i signed on to the company hoping for yeah and you had a chance to talk to dave clark just shortly and it looks like he may be possibly running for governor of texas at this particular point as well then we're going to have to drop it here. It's going to be an interesting story to follow. Rachel, thanks so much for joining us. Obviously, Tony here as well in studio. We'll take a short break and come back with more Freight Waves now after this. 